chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lugnuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, and I'm back from my short hiatus, and I'm joined alongside Thomas, who never takes a vacation, and our dear friend of the program and special guest host, Luke Hillen. And boys, we got three races this weekend in the great state of Texas. But first off, how are you guys doing? That was a good introduction. That was way better than the past two introductions. Yeah. Hello and welcome. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> for uh, four races and i i mean did you didn't get beat up by any softball women's upset with your scoring no it I was all over that. social media and yeah. i think beth moen called you out on tv yeah that's all right the uh why am i why am i still on why am i on the podcast right now if you're here uh we liked you okay. a lot of people are that's saying cool. i'm not very good so we just need yeah. to keep make sure we keep getting our numbers up so that's why we have you on okay yeah, and then I got yelled at again today on some Twitter. People don't know that if you lose a ball in the sun, it's not an error. But some people don't know the rules. Anywho, <laughs> some news uh, around NASCAR before we preview the four races uh, this weekend. Uh, the first one, Sammy Hagar, the Red Rocker, and guitarist Vic Johnson will play I Can't Drive 55 in pre-race festivities. I And I'm, I think we, we should take a vote right now as a – a podcast are we team sammy hagar or team david lee roth when it comes to a van halen i'm going uh i'm sammy yeah i'll go with sammy hagar as well sounds good all righty <laughs> mark it down yeah, yeah. someone contact sammy on uh twitter let's see if we can get that retweeted he, he'll be one of the random accounts that we tag on instagram whenever we post about a new episode <laughs> Uh, so the sad news about this weekend is this will be the last races Fox does this year as we switch to NBC. So Clint Boyer, is, he's he's done for this year on the broadcast. I thought he was awesome. And Jeff Gordon, uh, I'm not a big fan of NBC Sports, their broadcast team. I like the Fox guys better. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, I'm really bummed. I, I agree. I think the Fox broadcast is is – uh, far superior to the NBC broadcast. And I, I really enjoyed Clint's presence this year. Uh, so I am sad. Uh, yeah. I did read yesterday, Jeff Gordon may not be back with Fox in the booth next Whoa. year. I'm not sure if y'all saw that or not. I did. I did. He, uh, their team Hendrick, like they need any more than they have. They want him <laughs> back involved with uh, their deal. And yeah, he, I, he, well, he I put as a, just helping out. I think like maybe part ownership. It sounded like. Yeah, I believe he's already got part ownership, yeah, but they're so saying that part. his his current part ownership will increase, and he'll actually be more involved in day to day. Is what I what I what I saw yesterday. He should start his own team and kind of be like twenty four x i i racing. <laughs> up oh. else. Yeah, you know, wow. I mean, Joe Gibbs. That's just an extension of uh, JGR. I think Hendricks need to expand. And it would be, I wonder who would they would go after because Clint sort of needs a more established, serious guy to play off of. So who they would go after if if Jeff did leave? Yeah, it would be interesting. I li- I like the two. I mean, Mike Joy is obviously a staple, but I think Jeff and Clint really work well together, and I think they can explain a lot of things. And Luke, you and I texted about this: is 
I think more than any other sport, auto racing, you need good analysts. And I think they do a good job of breaking it down and talking about things that are going on in cars and what's going on with the track and racing. But the SRX begins this weekend, Superstar Racing Experience, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. It'll be on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Marcus, Marcus Lamonis steps in as the tighter title sponsor. <laughs> Does this guy ever run out of money? And why? We haven't gotten any of it yet. We want to be the uh, Loose Lug Nuts podcast presented by Camping World. Yeah, you know. So Someone the, uh, the draft up a contract. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we can do that. Luke does contracts all the time. He can write us up one. Uh, the sure. SRX will feature 10 full-time drivers with the field filled out by local all-stars, including the track champion at each of the five events. Starts this Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, at a sold-out Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut. Yeah, I'm excited about this SRX. I think it's pretty pretty neat concept um obviously you know if all of the cars are truly equal which they're making it sound like it it, it should result in some some pretty interesting racing and and i think you would imagine that these track champions everywhere they go are going to have the upper hand on some some household names so i'm, I'm looking forward to watching yeah back, back in the day they had the irock series and it was um identically prepared cars allegedly and uh ray ebernham was actually the guy who set up all the cars for it and they would have like four nascar and four indy and four just various other touring groups imsa and whatnot and it was good racing and they like some years they were in camaros and they actually sold in a camaro iraq uh, iraq z edition and you know, then they went to like a Dodge Daytona and it was great. The only thing is like, it was like the second tier or third tier race on a weekend. And it was usually at an NASCAR track, but occasionally they'd like go to Sebring and like uh, Kenny Wallace explained from uh, a video he did at Cracker Barrel. Um, he likes this a lot better because it's bringing all these people from different places and putting them on short tracks whether they're dirt or asphalt and you know those those need an influx of money and then it'll raise the popularity of nascar and indy or whoever else is in the race just by seeing these guys tooling around on these short tracks yeah so they'll be in connecticut this saturday and then the other tracks include knoxville raceway in iowa eldora speedway lucas oil raceway in indianapolis Slinger Speedway, which is the world's fastest quarter mile oval in Wisconsin, and the Nashville Fairground Speedway. So we better alert the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, no one told Maud, you know, that there's going to be noise. But hey, it starts at 8 p.m., so noise should be done by 9. Yeah. Some NASCAR connections that will be in there Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, Bill Elliott, Michael Waltrip are in the field of regulars, Greg Biffle, and Haley Deegan, among those that have been mentioned as one offs. Uh, Biffle's first race, his number is going to be 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How old is Bill Elliott? He's got to be up there. I mean, yeah, that's impressive that he's he's thrown himself out there. Uh, Brad Daughtry, the best basketball player. Doherty. yeah. The best yeah. basketball player among NASCAR owners will serve as a roaming reporter, as Thomas said. And uh, first event's already sold out, as you said, Thomas and the local tracks need that influx of cash. 
Yeah, on the topic of of uh, broadcast teams and whatnot from earlier, ESPN had a low key when they were covering NASCAR. They had a low key strong group with with Doherty and Doctor Jerry Punch and Marty Smith. I, I do miss that crew working together on NASCAR. Yeah, it'd be tough to see Marty now. He signed that national reporter deal not too long mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of Nashville. Uh, Bob Pockris reports that Bristol Motor Speedway's GM Jerry Caldwell told the Nashville Fair Board that he could see both the fairgrounds and Nashville Super Speedway both having cup races. Uh, says it's not rare for a market to have two races. Yeah, I mean, I it, it's interesting because some like just going on the uh, Reddit and Insta uh, Twitter world, like there's some people suggesting a doubleheader weekend. You know, having a one at one day and then the other the next, which to me, the logistics of that would be asinine. Uh, having spring one, fall the other, or alternating years. Um, to me, alternating years would be the best. I like. I don't know that cities need to be visited twice for NASCAR. The tracks might need it, but I don't know if the cities can support it. But I mean, where, where all do we go to twice? Talladega, Bristol, Daytona. They used to used, go to used Poconos. to be Texas. I mean, Texas still, I guess, kind of. They used to go do Pocono like beginning of the summer, end of the summer, and yeah. it's like most fans pick one or the other. They don't. Well, now they go. keep do, at Pocono. They're doing the doubleheader again this yeah, year. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, why? <laughs> I kind of like the idea of the alternating year, uh, but I mean, it all depends on how the fans react. I mean, Nashville's in a pretty central location, but. I mean, if you're going to Bristol twice and then Nashville again, that's a lot of Tennessee for some people. Yeah, and it did we figure out if it's better to piss off two neighborhoods once or one neighborhood twice <laughs> with the noise? Because, you know, Nashville, they don't like their noise. Yeah. So some other news around NASCAR. Wood Brothers are intensifying their search for win number 100. Uh, Greg Irwin is out as Matt Benedetto's crew chief. Jonathan Hessler, or Hassler is in. I don't have any like background knowledge of if one's better than the other, but they've sort of been treading water. So yep. why not? Switch something up, man. Yeah. They haven't won since 2017. And some other news. Matt Collick confirmed cup full-time ride in 2022 for the 69,420th time. This has been mentioned. Uh, Almondinger will be running road courses and super speedways, but the, he also mentioned a full-time driver uh, competing for a championship. So maybe we'll see one and a half cars entered in or. Yeah, I, I've seen and one of the things I read, it mentioned Justin Haley as a full-time guy for them, but I know he has been racing a lot for Spire Motorsports. And if they're looking to stay in it and not sell their charter, I mean, he might be their guy next year. So it's uh if in butts, we'll, uh, we'll have to check with Matt Collig when he comes on the podcast someday. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. They've talked about Almondinger on road courses and super speedways and not brought him up as a potential full-timer. Because, I mean, I think he's, he's kind of proven himself in the Xfinity level uh, on, on all sorts of tracks. But There's been some indications I've seen that he doesn't want to do full-time, but I don't get why he's doing full-time Xfinity then and wouldn't want to do full-time Cup. Then I, yeah, I, that, well, I don't that know doesn't align. Do. Yeah. Uh, another team that has come out uh, talking about expanding in the Cup Series is Trackhouse. Their co-owner Justin Mark said they're 
They're looking to expand to two cars. Right now they just have Daniel Suarez. Uh, Kurt Busch confirmed that he has been contacted by them. And also there have been rumors uh, that we talked about before where um, Kurt has been uh, linked to 2311 racing. I do. I listened to what he said, and I like that he gets that they can't just rush into two cars. He's like, we have to take what we're doing now and scale it to two cars. So it didn't sound like he was going to expand unless they had the resources to do it right. So um, if they do it right, it would be great. But trying to think, I'm not going to mention any people because we're trying to get people on the podcast because there's some people that just are throwing some cars out there and maybe scale it back a bit. I do like to see some of these smaller teams that are ambitious, though, especially once we get to the new cars that are supposed to be a little bit cheaper. And um, that's the whole point of this new next-gen cars that they want uh, more competitiveness and more teams to get involved. So I kind of like the way that college racing and uh, track house are moving. I'm looking forward to Rick, Rick Ware racing being a dominant force for years to come. I'm, I'm excited for it. And then maybe uh, Clint Boyer will start to be on their good side. I mean, yeah, they already I, dominate the iRacing, you know? They do. If they can just take it from the virtual world to the real. Toyota racing development guy has to love them. They're so good on the simulator. <laughs> yeah, why do we even need to go to tracks? When we <laughs> just race on these computer screens. Uh, some other news. General Motors uh, broke ground on a 45,130,000 square foot Charlotte Technical Center. Chip Ganassi Racing, Richard Childress Racing, and Hendrick Motorsports joined General Motors for the groundbreaking at the complex in Concord. The new technical center will support racing efforts across all series in which General Motors competes and will provide support in both virtual simulation and physical testing. It just reading it boggled my mind, all the stuff that was in there. Um, I don't know that uh, two, two of those teams even need much help, but to have this much more help when it's done in a couple of years, you know, Chevy might be running out in front. Toyota will be playing some catch up. That will include three state-of-the-art driver-in-the-loop simulators, which sound expensive, uh, aero development, and other software-enabled vehicle modeling technology. So I'm curious as to what all that entails, but it sounds fancy as hell. The loose lug nuts guys should take a, a field trip out there or something. I think we should, too. We could get that in the works. Uh, speaking of loose lug nuts, we got a season update. Someone on Twitter that wasn't us asked Jayski to look up how many loose lug nut penalties there have been this year. Uh, Chris Busher, Kyle Bush, and William Byron lead the Cup Series with four apiece. How is that not us? Like, I feel like that should be – you're in charge of the Twitter. That should be your stick. Once a week, ask Bob uh, – or ask Jayski – how many loose lug nuts like who's the leader but see you're you're much better on twitter than i am a you're a lot funnier than i am uh like your tweet about kyle petty when yeah. they, when they showed michael jordan <laughs> <laughs> wait did i say kyle petty or richard petty or richard petty uh, yeah, richard yeah. petty yeah. yeah you think you think kyle petty's the yeah. guy which could be a problem <laughs> <laughs> goat hair uh, <laughs> But see, like, I don't know, half the time I don't see that you tweet and then I'll get a notification that somebody uh, like liked or replies to our tweet. And I'm like, what the hell did Thomas tweet? It's like when I slide into girls DMs using the Loose Lug Nuts podcast and you get the notifications. 
Who is this? <laughs> so, all right, let's get into our weekend preview. The first race on the docket is the speedycash.com uh, 200. It is the truck race. It will be Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central on Fox Sports 1. If you're driving around, it will be on the Motor Racing Network, MRN. Uh, three stages, first stage, first and second stage are 35 laps. Uh, the third and final stage is 77 laps for a total of 147. 36 trucks, so no one is left out, thankfully. The lineup, John Hunter Nemechek and Ben Rhodes will be on row one. Carson Hosevar and Todd Gilliland in row two. Austin Hill, Stuart Friesen, fifth and sixth. Zane Smith and Chandler Smith in row four. And rounding out the top ten, Derek Krause and Drew Dollar. We got a couple bushwhackers in this one. Chase Elliott driving 24 for uh, GMS. Ross Chastain driving the 45 for Nice Motorsports. That's a truck we've uh, seen Bailey Curry in a couple times. Uh, Drew Dollar's coming up from ARCA to run in the uh, Kyle Busch 51 truck, which is usually pretty strong, but that's usually because Kyle Busch is driving it. And then uh, Brendan Poole who we haven't seen much after he ran full-time in 2020 for premium motorsports. And it was a eh year and he hasn't run a NASCAR event all year. And this will be his first event. Uh, just a side note. Cause I know Kurt Magnuson, a uh, friend of the podcast listens. He went to the same high school uh, as Aggie soccer star, Haley pounds. So right. Woodlands Christian. All right. Uh, some uh, guys that have had some success here. Johnny Sauter has five wins in 25 races. Matt Crafton, two wins in 40 races. Sheldon Creed, two wins in five races. Last 10 races here. Uh, Sauter, three wins, five top five, six top 10. Crafton, six top five, 10 top 10. So that's 10 races, 10 top 10s. So that's every single time, but no wins. And then Creed also has a win. All right. So it should be exciting to get the weekend going down. And I did see uh, Bob Pocker is confirmed. So we should start a drinking game this weekend. They are laying the same traction compound this year on the track that they did last year. So every time they mention that, we have to take a drink of some bush light. And we checked the weather report. Is it going to rain like any time in the next day or two? Because if it is, the track might not be dry till Wednesday. Can we actually play this drinking game? That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we would be blacked out by stage two, I think, of the truck race. <laughs> two drinks for JL4 or whatever. and Yeah, one, DJ one 56. <laughs> and one drink for traction compound. <laughs> Looking at the weather this weekend in Dallas, it will be 97 degrees and sunny on Saturday, 95 degrees and sunny on Sunday. So no rain. Maybe I'll go. I'm driving up to Colorado, and that's sort of on the way. God, it would be hot as balls out there, though. You get a nice right, tan. Wear your uh, wife beater out there and just get yeah. a nice tan going. Chafing guaranteed either way. <laughs> but go on. The chafing guaranteed 200. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into predictions. Luke, the special guest, who are you going with to win the truck race? Yeah, uh, alluded to just now, but Matt Crafton has, has 10 top 10s there in his last 10 races no wins. I think he, I think he breaks that little streak and, and gets a win here in Texas. Uh, Crafton is uh, the most notable truck guy of the past 30 years. It seems like 
he produced a great soundbite earlier this year where he was extremely angry with his crew and I've been following him a little closer ever since then. So I'm, I'm excited to see Matt craft and pull, pull one off in, in Dallas. All right, Thomas, who do you have? Fort Worth. I got Sheldon Creed. He won the last race here and he's been strong the, the last few races uh, early on. He, he got wrecked at Charlotte, but he won the first two stages there. So as long as he doesn't wreck, looks like Sean Greed's going to win. Book it. All right. I'm going to go with the Bushwhacker, Chase uh, Elliott. He's had some success in the 24 No car. surprise there. Hey, yeah. man. I, it sucks, though, because when he does win, because I'll be right, I don't think we'll be getting BOGO wings at Hooters. But he has had success uh, in the 24 truck. Last year, he won in the Night Owl. Who's sponsoring his truck? Uh, it's the Inter- Adrenaline Energy Drink, I believe. Oh, BOGO Energy Drinks. All righty. So... That is that. Luke is going with Matt Crafton, Thomas Sheldon Creed, Evan going with Chase Elliott. Those are your truck winners. Book it. Uh, the Xfinity race will be right after the truck race on Saturday. It's scheduled for 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central. Start the Alsco uniforms 250. It'll be are on those Fox wiener Sports. pills. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be on Fox Sports One and switching over to PRN, the Performance Racing Network, not MRN. So don't get confused. Uh, it'll be 167 laps. Stage one and two are 40 apiece. And the third and final stage will be 87 laps. We'll see a couple guys that will be left out. 42 entrants for 40 spots. It was weird. Last week's, like, the sheet said that David Starr was not going to be in the race. And we said he wasn't going to be in the race. But then he was in the race. Oh, yeah. A, a I, I messed out. up. I messed up my first episode because I said David Starr didn't qualify for something, and then he was there. Well, I think a car might have dropped out ahead of him. Oh, okay. So was, I didn't mess up. What, yeah, I was right. You were right. They were wrong. The yeah, two that's that, right. The two that usually won't be in it is uh, Timmy Hill and Dylan Bassett in the 13 and 77 car. A.J. Allmendinger and Justin Haley will be starting from row one. Brandon Jones, Austin Sendrick will be third and fourth. Daniel Hemrick and Michael Annette in row three. Brandon Brown and Jeff Burton, row four. Rounding out the top ten, uh, Ryan Sieg and Alex LeBay. The only bushwhacker in the race is the bushwhacker himself, Kyle Bush. He'll be in the 54 car, which we've seen had uh, quite some success so far this year. Nine wins, 16 top fives, tw- and 22 races. That's weird. Man. That's not too bad. Is no, that good? It's good. Like that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. God, those um, people are the worst. Austin Sendrick won the July race uh, at Texas Motor Speedway last year. He's a guy to look out for. He's got four top fives and five top tens in the last six races, and this average finish is 5.17. Which is closer to five than six. Checking my math there on that one. It seems you're correct. Harrison Burton won the October race here. He has finishes of seventh, fourth, and first. What are you guys most looking forward to in this race? Um, I don't know. That wasn't on the run, though. That's a trick question you asked. I'm looking for more traction compound. You know, it should be fully activated after the trucks go on there. So, yeah, you know, the, the track temperature will be, you know, if it's yeah. 94 or 97, it's going to be pretty hot. A little gummy. Yeah. A little gummy. <laughs> All right, Thomas, we'll go with you first. Who's your Xfinity winner? I'm going Austin Sendrick. As we said, he's been uh, strong here lately, but he's also been strong strong here being at Texas, uh, but he's been strong here as in 2021 in the last few ovals with 
Second's at Talladega and Charlotte and the first at Dover. So looks like he's getting up to full steam, ready to win that title before heading to uh, um, Wood Brothers next year to get win 100. <laughs> Luke, who you got in the Xfinity race? I'm going Kyle Busch. Uh, 54 car is, is really strong in every single race. And Kyle Busch is even stronger in every single Xfinity race he ever runs. And Kyle Busch uh, historically has been very strong at Texas. So I, I think that Kyle Busch is, is a pretty safe, pretty safe pick here. All right. I'm going to go with the Harrison. 54. The 54 is not strong when Ty Dillon's in it. That's the only <laughs> oh, I apologize. <laughs> you're, 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 right. you're right about that. Uh, I'm going to go Nothing against Ty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Harrison Burton. He's got three top tens, two top fives and a win in his three starts in Texas. Been pretty dominant. Uh, while he's been there, I'm going to go with Harrison Burton. Luke going with his man crush, Kyle Busch, and Thomas going with Austin Sendrick. On Sunday, we got a doubleheader of the open all-star race and then the, the real all-star race. The all-star open will be 50 laps with just three stages of 20 laps, 20 laps, and 10 laps. The winner of each stage will then advance uh, to the all-star race and then the there's a fan vote going on and the driver with the highest total in the fan vote that is not in the race gets the final spot in the all-star race the open will begin at 5 p.m central it'll be on fox sports one and prn the performance racing network last year at bristol stages won by eric amarola william byron and maddie d with boyer getting in uh, on the uh, getting in based on boating. The Tyler Tyler Reddick and Chris Busher will lead the way on row one. Matt DiBenedetto and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in row two. Ross Chastain and Bubba Wallace row three. Row four will be Daniel Suarez and Eric Jones. Row five is Chase Briscoe, Eric Almarola. And then we got Corey LaJoy, Anthony Alfredo, Quinn Hauf, James Davison, Josh Balicki, Austin Sendrick, Cody Ware, BJ McLeod, Justin Haley, Garrett Smithley, Timmy Hill, and David Starr. So who's if your If David guy? Starr could pull this off, I'll be <laughs> so happy. Not in the Whataburger car, though. So sad. Yeah. Sad. The, uh, Motorsports Business Management Toyota. Wow. But, yeah. All right, so who do you guys think will be the three that advance? I think with it being so short, I'm going with the, the three of the guys in the first couple rows. I'm going Tyler Reddick, uh, Chris Busher, and Richard Stenhouse the second. <laughs> Luke, who do you have? Oh, yeah. Uh, I lost my place on the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going with uh, Matt DiBenedetto, Matty D, uh, Tyler Reddick, and Eric Almarola. I think that I do think I, I think this could be a strong weekend for the ten team. I, I think their run of bad luck ends this weekend. That's my bold prediction. He gets it turned around going into the NBC stretch of the season. So, all right, I'm going to go with Ross Chastain, who's been pretty uh, successful the last couple races. Uh, Chris Busher and Bubba Wallace, and then I'm going to make a bold prediction that with Bubba Wallace winning, because I think he'll get the most votes. I think he'll win one of the stages. So I think uh, Briscoe will get in on the fan vote. There you go. All right. So that, that is the All-Star Open. Again, that's at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, 50 laps, 
Uh, four drivers from there, the three stage winners and the top fan vote getter will be entered in into the all-star race, which will be at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. And this one will be 100 laps. And this is where it gets really confusing to me. Rounds one to four are 15 laps each. Round five is 30 laps. And then the final stage will be 10 laps. And then uh, based on, there'll be a random draw. So anywhere between uh, eight through 12, and then so whatever number they draw, they'll invert the order from there. So it gets a little dicey. Only the green flag laps count. The winner will get a million dollars. And then this is what I really like. The, um, there'll be a mandatory pit stop during round five and the fastest one on pit road, fastest team will earn $100,000. Okay. That was, that was a pretty good, pretty good little recap of how they're going to do it. I mean, I, it's easy to get lost in that. Yeah. Well, I tried, you know, I had to study, texted a friend that works in the biz and I was like, dude, I, this, I don't understand this. Oh yeah. The, if you got real intricate with the rules, uh, like, yeah, oh, I've read the NHL <laughs> like rule book and it seemed easier to, to, to read than that monstrosity it came up with. <laughs> Why not do like lightning McQueen and that other car and just, two cars duking it out they should do like a five lap like like bowling where you have the number one seed is automatically in the finals and then it's like a bracket down the like nine and ten play each other and you work your way up do that with 10 lap shootouts between cars that would actually get really fun especially if they were close to like the finish line trying to take yeah. each other out or something did we just make the all-star race more entertaining Oh, I saw someone. Uh, I, I, don't like know it. If, uh, I don't know if it was Narcasm, uh, NASCARASM, uh, whatever the guy's name is. Someone suggested the winner gets million dollars. Whoever finishes last is where the million dollars comes from. <laughs> so you, he said you would have racing throughout the field um, <laughs> if that were the case. That'd be interesting, too. Don't hate I don't it. Know how, I don't, don't know how many teams it. could afford that, though. True. Well, that would get rid of some of the riffraff then. That's true. Yeah, uh, Kevin Harvick said that the most success among active drivers at the All Star Race. He's the only one with multiple wins. Um, the last six winners are still active. Uh, Denny Hamlin won in 2015, followed by Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, uh, Kyle Larson, and Chase Elliott. Some other active drivers with an All Star win include Ryan Newman in 2002. <laughs> that was and last century. <laughs> 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 and Kurt Busch in 2010, and the uh, Hendrick Motorsports has nine wins to lead all racing teams. And a Wood Brothers car has won here, um, 1996, Michael Waltrip. The only thing is, it does not count toward 100. So does Matty D want to blow his load on a race that doesn't count, or...? It may not count for the 100 wins for Wood Brothers, but we're going to count it. And if Matty D does win, I'm buying us an ice cream cake. And you won't be here, so I'll have to take it over to Luke, and we'll celebrate without you. Well, anytime you win an all-star race, you get a you get an ice cream cake. That's given. Yeah, duh. It, it'll be an – if he pulls it off, it'll be an emotional win. Maybe a gut punch for for Eddie Wood, but, but an emotional win nonetheless. <laughs> Would be pretty uh, awesome. Jonathan Hassler in his first ever race getting a win as the crew chief. Bernice, Bernice will smile down. Oh, she's been smiling down ever since, I have a feeling. Yeah. 
All right, so let's go with our picks to win. Let's go with long shots first. Thomas. I got uh, Tyler Reddick. I think he's going to have momentum from winning the Open. And then uh, RCR, uh, RCR cars have been getting stronger as the season's been going on. So I see uh, Tyler Reddick racing along the top in the traction compound. Long shot. All right, Luke, who's your long shot? You're going to go bold here. Yeah, I actually changed my log shot from what I what I talked about. So it's less well, I guess it's still bold. It's less bold. I, I'm going Eric Almarola. I talked myself into it when I when I put him into the into the field from the open. But yeah, I think that I think this is the week he gets off to Schneid and, and gets a gets a good result and maybe could sneak up and, and get a win here. So hey, I still I still think he could uh, I'd consider that a long shot based on how his season's gone so far. Yeah. I'm gonna go well, and, and how Stewart's been so bad all year, the whole team. Yeah. I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. He has an average finish of 7.83 in the last six races, uh, dating back to 28th, and uh, he'll be starting 13th in the field. So he's got some work to do, but i got a feeling uh, he's got a good shot at it. So let's get to winners. Thomas, who you got? I'm going, I'm going Austin Dillon. I think with all the flippity-flopping in the lineup, it feels like someone in the middle of the standings can pull off the win. Um, as I said, our CER cars have been getting stronger and Austin Dillon has a win at Texas recently. So. And you're all in on RCR this weekend. Yeah. I got to ride them while they're hot. They could get cold quick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Luke, who's your winner? Yeah. I really don't have a crush on this guy, but <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I guess I've picked him in every race. <laughs> that he's been in since I've been on the podcast. I'm going Kyle Busch. Uh, Jeez. I, I guess I'm, li I'm living in a world, what, two or three years ago when he was dominating everything. But he's really good at Texas. He always has been. He's, he's been running a lot better. He did run well at Sonoma. Uh, obviously, this is different. But I'm going Kyle Busch. He, he's so aggressive already, and he's so used to running aggressively, and that's how everyone's going to be playing in this thing without points on the line. And so I think that favors a guy like him. All right, I'm going to go with Joey Logano. Since 2016, he has six top fives at Texas Motor Speedway and nine top ten finishes in the last ten races. Not too shabby. It was hard for me to not pick a Hendrick Motorsports car, especially Kyle Larson, the way that he's been going. But Oh, my God, none of us did. Yeah. <laughs> we dare to be bold. That's yeah. What I say. So I'm going to go with Joey Logano, Luke going with Kyle Busch, and Thomas going with Richard Childress Racing's Austin Dillon. And now for our favorite segment of the week, paint schemes. And Thomas, let's start with the truck race. I'm going, uh, I don't know the official sponsor name. You may have it. Uh, it's, it's got a mullet on it and it's uh, Keith McGee in a number 33. Um, the mullet that changed my life, I think it's called. So I currently have a mullet. Um, That's very beautiful too. Uh, yeah. It, pandemic unnecessary lockdown inspired uh, mullet and i'm gonna wear it the rest of my life so we don't forget the stupid shit we did in 2020 all right uh, i'm gonna go with spencer boyd in the number 20 bucks for the brave slash record rack chevy it's pretty badass patriotic paint scheme uh hopefully spencer boyd does well uh in that one luke you're not a big fan of any of the paint schemes this week in the truck race well, i just i'm not as good at y'all as finding them and 
So it's rough. I, it is rough. Yeah. I, I looked on the NASCAR website and I looked on some Instagram pages and I saw some, but none of them stood out to me enough to, to throw them on, throw them some love on the podcast. So I know most of the trucks don't have enough money for like really good social media people, but maybe we volunteer our time like amongst all the teams and, and like run different 10 different truck accounts for like, we get 5,000 a piece from them and we get all their shit updated. So um, not they, volunteering time <laughs> working. Yeah, we're well. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know the definition of volunteering. Like getting paid to do work is not. <laughs> we want to be paid volunteers. Uh, all right. Because <laughs> they are hard to find. They are hard to find. I, mean, I still just don't, like there's some guys that are able to like take pictures of their car and then just like put it on their story or oh it's like, so easy to do like you it don't have to have takes... a fancy ass graphic but if you want to pay us to do it not the graphic but taking the photo we'll volunteer yeah, we'll, we'll volunteer if you pay us for money <laughs> <laughs> all right in the xfinity race i'm gonna go with uh kyle bush i don't have a man crush so, on uh, an awesome car yeah this might be yeah. the best paint scheme in the race um it's pretty badass. I'm surprised Luke didn't pick this one with how much in love he is. And with you, Kyle Busch. You picked before me. I would have picked this car, but you picked it before me. Okay. Sorry, I jumped the gun. He's so, I, so I co I co-pick it with you. There He's you go. The number 54 yeah. Twix Toyota and right on the hood is a, a Twix bar that's broken open and it looks delicious. So I'm going to go with the Twix Toyota. Again, it's not hard uh, for a car to make it on our list. If you have uh, food, alcohol or uh dogs you'll probably end up on the list yeah um i'm going uh kyle weatherman he's been on our thing like 52 different times um this time he's got the duke and boone hunting supply number 47 um top of it's like maroon cream with a a forest green but then on the bottom undercarriage it's got like a a landscape that bob ross would paint um he's got some pretty uh, like happy little trees on it uh looks pretty sharp so uh speaking of xfinity paint schemes i don't know if you guys saw the video of brandon brown pitching uh people to sponsor him pretty badass i wasn't able to get the audio of it but if you uh look him up on instagram you can watch it I want to know, we might have to email, see how much it is just to get uh, maybe the Loose Like Nuts podcast on the car. Well, I emailed him an interview request since the interview was on the hood of the car, but I also did not notice that his email address was in the tweet. So I imagine he got hundreds of emails, so he might not have gotten ours. So we'll, we'll patiently await his response. And then when we interview him, we can ask him how much to slap the uh, Loose Lug Nuts podcast on there. I mean, we are world famous, but we're trying to build a brand. And Maybe the, we could get some some Saudi money behind us to to help ooh. help with that. You know, yeah, our friends in Saudi Arabia, wherever they are, they they should feel free to reach out via email or Instagram DM. Yeah, DMs are open on Instagram for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cup Race, Luke. Who's your favorite paint scheme for the Cup? Uh. Um, I threw you on the spot there. Yeah, well, I said it, but it, you didn't type it on the on the rundown, and now now I forgot. <laughs> One second, please hold. 
I'll go with mine. I did. Yeah. Uh, and I've actually wanted to pick this car for weeks because I thought it was coming out weeks ago because they have put in, put in pictures of this every other week. Uh, Austin Dillon. God. Is God, he, do you have a man crush on wow. RCR? Richard right Childress. <laughs> Ever since he was on the crew, I've just wanted to hang out with him. Um, but he's driving the Andy's Frozen Custard number three. Um, looks pretty sharp, you know. Food. Food. We do love food. When did the uh, Booze Pops paint scheme come out? Is that Pocono? I've oh, I think so. Well, yeah. I mean, it's weird because I looked up the company. And I thought it was a national thing, but it seems to only be in Charleston, South Carolina, which is weird because there's no real track by Charleston. It's like one or two trucks. Like they're not like national yet, but they follow us and they like all our stuff. So maybe someday when they are national or maybe we can volunteer to drive one of their trucks for money. I would volunteer for that. Yeah. My pick. I found my pick. Oh, my God. It was Bubba Wallace. Oh, the DoorDash. <laughs> the DoorDash. So I've kind of, I've not liked the look of the 23 car in most races this year. I don't know why. I think I don't like the font of the 23. And I think it all just looks a little, I don't know, it looks a little strange. But they got it right this week with the gold number 23 on the side. It, it just looks very clean. So I'm, I'm going with the DoorDash uh, Bubba Wallace machine. Yeah. The only one I've liked so far is when he had the McDonald's car and the top of the the car looked like the inside of a French fry box. So it looked like starting at the hood, it looked like a box of French fries without the French fries because someone ate them. <laughs> Might've been Bubba. He's a big McDonald's guy. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick in the space-themed Bushbeard Ford, hashtag Bush to the moon. And what we saw, it was like a Bush can was strapped to a rocket and it's got the some emojis on there and then uh saturn somehow in there next to the yeah, i think that's uranus <laughs> no my uh, uranus doesn't have a ring around it <laughs> so i'm gonna go with uh, the kevin harvick again bush beer if you get if you throw beer, i'm confused though do they think texas motor speedways in houston like I, is tried, there a I tried looking it up to see like what the theme was but I don't know. I didn't find anything. Yeah, it is. I mean, a there's sharp... no tracks in Houston, so I guess it's the closest yeah. thing. Yeah, it is a sharp car, but yeah, the the theme confused me. That's it for the paint schemes, and that will do it for our Texas Motor Speedway preview. We got the truck race and uh, Xfinity race on Saturday, and then the All Star Open and the All Star race on Sunday night. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at Loose Lug Nuts Pod or on Instagram where the DMs are open, uh, Loose Lug Nuts Podcast. Luke, thanks again for joining us and filling in. You'll be back uh, in a short while. Might just Will I? Yeah. When, when am I going to be on again? Uh, I mean, if you want to be on next Thursday. Oh, wow. So we okay. might as well just keep you on for the recap if you want. I'll, I thought it was going to be schedule and yeah, possibly next Monday. I'm driving and I don't know if I can watch all the races, but wow. um, I, uh, I'm just going to be quiet because Evan made fun of the way we ended the last effing episode. Like he's some sort of pro. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going no. yeah, to shut my pie hole and he's, since he's a professional, he can effing end it. Every, every night when Evan edits the podcast, he's got some fighting words for, for, for something we did or something we said. So 
Well, just uh, the the ending was just we, like, we can't all be professional podcasters like you, Evan. I'm well, sorry. I wouldn't go that, but it's just like, and that's it for the episode. Well, it was over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Like, no, it was like, hey, we'll see you next time. See ya. It was just, you know, and that's it. Well, hey, hey, we'll we'll see we'll see you next time. Uh, see see ya. Check you later, dudes. Bye. <laughs> and that's how we're going to end it. We will be back for the recap episode on Tuesday. We will see you guys later, and we'll be sure to post our favorite paint schemes. We'll see ya. I grew up in Texas, where football was my game. Until that racing fever started burning in my brain. I started running many stops when I was 13. And won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin' Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance thank you for the ride Harry High and now I've got some others on my side you've given me my wings now it's up to me to fly Thank you.